Good morning. Today is Friday, October the 6th, and we're studying the Bible study guide for the fourth quarter of 2023. The Bible study guide for this quarter is called God's Mission, My Mission. This morning, we are finishing lesson number one, and the reading for today is called Further Thought. Let us pray. Our loving Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this preparation day that you've given us today. We ask you to please be with us as we prepare and get ready for your Sabbath day and help, it, help us be ready when it comes this evening. We ask you to please be with us as we study this Bible study guide. Send us your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. We will now read the Desire of Ages, or part of the Desire of Ages, from page 22. The plan for our redemption was not an afterthought, a plan formulated after the fall of Adam. It was a revelation of the mystery which hath been kept in silence throughout times eternal. It was an unfolding of the principles that from eternal ages have been the foundation of God's throne. From the beginning, God and Christ knew of the apostasy of Satan and of the fall of man through the deceptive power of the apostate. God did not ordain that sin should exist, but he foresaw its existence and made provision to meet the terrible emergency. So great was his love for the world that he covenanted to give his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Now we're going to read a part of Acts of the Apostles, page 29. Acts of the Apostles, page 29. Christ did not tell his disciples that their work would be easy, but they would not be left to fight alone. He assured them that he would be with them, that if they would go forth in faith, they should move under the shield of omnipotence. So long as they obeyed his word and worked in connection with him, they could not fail. Go to all nations, he bade them. Go to the farthest part of the habitable globe and be assured that my presence will be with you even there. Labor in faith and confidence, for the time will never come when I will forsake you. I will be with you always, helping you to perform your duty, guiding, comforting, sanctifying, sustaining you, giving you success in speaking words that shall draw the attention of others to heaven. And now we have four discussion questions to end the lesson for this week. First, think of what it means that God's first words to fallen humanity were not, what have you done? Or, why have you disobeyed me? Instead, the first words were, where are you? What comfort should this truth give us regarding God's intention for us and our loved ones? You know, I just finished preaching a sermon about this a couple of weeks ago. It is just so wonderful that God comes to us. We have just finished, Adam and Eve had just finished sinning, disobeying God, doing something horrible. And God comes out and says, where are you? Where are you? There's love in that. There's grace in that. He loves us. He wants a reconciliation. Yes, we did wrong. Yes, there were consequences. But the first thing he cares about is us. 
The first thing he wants is that relationship. He wants that uh, that bridge that's that has caused the separation to to be built so that we can be reestablished the way we were. What comfort should this truth give us? A lot of comfort to know that the God of the universe, the ruler of the universe, loves you, loves me, and wants nothing more than to spend eternity with you and with me. That's just amazing. The second question, think about what it means that God himself, in the person of Jesus, came to this world in order to save us. Christ on the cross was the ultimate manifestation of God as a God of mission. What does this tell us about his character? It, it just, it's just amazing. It, it tells us what his character is. His character is love. The first thing about Jesus or about God is God is love. The last thing, God is love. Everything in between, God is love. First, last, and everything, God is is love. He loves us so much that he did not, he did not make someone else responsible for us. He did not entrust us to someone else. He had to come himself and come and rescue us. He had to do it because that's the love he has for us. The ultimate manifestation of God as a God of mission. He comes down to reach us, look for us, and save us. That in itself should open up our love for Him, should awaken our love for Him. The third question is, the mission belongs to God. Therefore, He will equip and empower people for the task. In light of this reality, when you look at the challenges of worldwide evangelism, how can you deal with feelings and attitudes of inadequacy or fear? And, and, and how we deal with them is just to look upon Jesus. Look upon Jesus. Contemplate Jesus. See what he has done. Look, you know, we're told we have nothing to fear for the future unless we forget how God has led us in the past and his teachings. And, and so, you know, we have to remember constantly what God has done for us as corporate body of believers. And in the Bible, we find many, many, many things God has done for us. But also personally, what has God done for you? What has God done for me? He's done amazing things for me. He's done amazing, amazing miracles in my life. And I know that if you think about it, you will say, yes, he's done those things in my life too. How can we deal with these feelings of, of uh, inadequacy or fear? That's the devil. The devil is putting those feelings in us. And so they're real. They are real. You know, we can't just say, well, you know, they don't exist. They do exist. The devil is trying to fill us with those, make us feel inadequate, make us feel afraid. And we just have to say, God, you take control. You take. You have the power. Take control over my life. Take control over me. You can open the doors for us to move forward with evangelism. And so it is a wonderful and powerful God that we serve. Let us pray. 
Our loving Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you that you love us. We thank you that the mission is important for you. Evangelism is important for you. We thank you that you don't leave us alone. We thank you that you're there with us. We thank you that you're empowering us and helping us. Lord, thank you. Help us, Lord, to look upon you. Help us to follow the words of that little song, the chorus. Turn your eyes upon Jesus, Lord. Help us to turn our eyes upon Jesus. We ask you to please be with us the rest of this day. Take care of us, protect us, and help us to be ready for your Sabbath when it comes this evening. We ask you this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for being with us this morning. We have just finished the first lesson of this amazing new Bible study guide, God's Mission, My Mission. Join us tomorrow as we start lesson number two. Join us tomorrow. Thank you and God bless you.